today's guest, Joe Smith. Um, if you've been under a rock, you might not have heard of him, but um, you'll find him on Facebook as James Smith and then on Instagram as James Smith PT. Where else can people find you, James? Obviously, you've got the Academy as well, the James Smith Academy. People can get you on there. Uh, apart from that, just at my home in Clapham at the moment. Uh, and I don't want too many people coming here. But yeah. no, I'm... You know, I put a few videos on YouTube, but it's not really my platform. I enjoy uh, Facebook and Instagram. They're really my main two, and a lot of people are like, oh, you should do your own podcast, oh, you should do YouTube. But to be perfectly honest, I just can't be asked. <laughs> That's fair enough. Right. Yeah, and it's going to write on those two platforms anyway. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sticking, to, sticking to the ones that are doing well. So, That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Um, so... What would you go through a few questions? Your whole ethos, uh, when I've heard you speak before, it's like educating people, helping them to be healthier, uh, cutting through the bullshit that's out there, and just really getting to people that are hating their method of weight loss. Um, is there anything else that you'd sort of put into your ethos or want to be remembered for? Uh, fitness doesn't have to be boring. I think that for years, uh, the industry has been full of very dry characters uh, and people that aren't up to have a fucking laugh. And, um, you know, even you know, a lot of people in the fitness industry, if they go out and socialize and drink and do something stupid at the weekend, they'll keep it away from their client because they'll feel it's uh, going to intrude on their professionalism where, you know, I've come along and been like, hey, mate, you can get real fucked up do headstands at the bar and try and shag one of your clients and you can still be professional because you then the following day adhered to what your clients are paying you to do and you message them and ask them how they were going and you were empathetic towards their, their lifestyle and their goals so you know I've kind of like uh, I've kind of put that in there as well yeah so, I mean I've heard you say you're the least fitness fitness person before which yeah that's uh, like you said it's, it's refreshing and I think that's what sort of why so many people respond so well to you um, next question your, on, your online crusades towards uh, like charlatans in the industry have like resulted in you know a little bit of retaliation uh, dealing with the Herbalife crew um, what's, what's the worst like retaliation you've experienced from these people or charlatans um, not really anything you know uh, a few cool. people have said oh James you're not in shape and I'm like oh no oh you got me <laughs> oh god sorry sorry I can't hear you I'm, I'm just on my way to Monaco to do a talk but I'm so so offended <laughs> oh James someone from The Only Way is Essex has blocked you good I never watched it you know I don't want to really you know have anything of that nothing really bad's happened I'm sure that you know down the line something will happen but it'll just be a repercussion from uh, what I'm doing but I'm more than I'm more than ready for it. Some Herbalife guys come outside my house and want to have a fight. See how they get on. Yeah, do it. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what? I mean, getting down to it, what's what's inspired you to you know get where you are today? Uh, what was the genesis for you coming up with the academy? And um, were you just like counting reps, picking up water bottles after a client? And then you had this epiphany that you know. There's more to it. Um, I actually never really wanted to be online, funnily enough. I said no to my first client. A lad called Cliff was like, hi, James, I want to do PT. I was like, sweet, I've got a 10 a.m. opening tomorrow, come down to the gym in Bracknell. He was like, no, I'm in Dubai. I said, mate, it's a pretty long way to come for PT. He was like, can you train me in an online sense? I was like, nah, man, I don't do that. Um, 
and he was like well you better start and i was like nah it's not really me mate you know find a i'm sure there's some good pts in dubai and um i started kind of flirting with the idea of it and then uh, i decided i wanted to go out of my gym it sounds bad i was making good money i was living at home um and i had a very good business but at the same time i didn't feel challenged anymore hmm. um and I, I kind of felt like i needed to put myself in a different environment so the choices were australia or london I went over to australia and i thought you know what i'm gonna have a little look around because i don't know where i want to live you know i'm not gonna go live in sydney if i've never been to the top five cities there before so i went traveling and i thought oh shit you know what online pt won't make me a living but it will slow down the rate in which i spend my money so i thought i'll go do that went out there and had about 10 10 clients 15 clients about 50 pounds a week and 750 quid for a backpacker is not bad passive income it gives you a purpose to you know even sit in a coffee shop and um look busy so uh i got into that got into sydney and to be perfectly honest uh Sydney's, I was living in Bondi and working in the city. Okay. The, it's a very poisonous environment, you know, very insecure people, tall poppy syndrome. I went there with what I thought was a large social media following. I went to Australia with about 3,000 followers when I went traveling and 5,000 when I went back, or 4,000 when I went back after traveling. And, you know, there's maybe one or two PTs in the gym that had a little bigger following. And I was like, yeah, you know. And one of my ways of trying to waggle uh, myself into the kind of, consumers in the gym was to post videos there it turned out that i rubbed a lot of personal trainers the wrong way and created a very toxic environment for me to work in um so i was you know like i'm i'm sure a lot of people are aware that prospecting on the gym floor is is fucking shit and usually you go into the staff room you have a pick me up you're like, oh lads 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 all right i'll go back out and get told to fuck off by another hundred people before i go home and um i didn't have that so the, the gym was a fucking shit place to me so then I was like, I'm going to hit online more, put my efforts there. And, you know, my client base grew substantially to about 20, 30 clients. Um, and, you know, you're looking at £1,500 a week. And I was thinking, what the fuck am I doing in, in the gym? Mm. Um, I'm going to be online. But it's hard work trying to deliver a level of service to 30 clients. If you're communicating with them every day, checking in with them, mm. uh, trying to market a business at the same time. And uh, quite frankly, I was doing the same fucking things over and over again. I was... Hi, mate. What are your goals? Cool. All right. Head over to if you your macros. Tell me what you've got. All right. Divide by 15% or minus 15%. Sorry. Cool. What are your goals? I want to do this. Okay. I'm going to put you on female gym based hypertrophy three day split because you're a female, you're gym based and you're doing, you know. And then the check ins were copy paste. They were, how's it going? Is there anything I can do for you? What's new? What are you struggling with? What are you not struggling with? And I realized I was doing this massive fucking babysitting copy paste job. So I was like, hold on, I don't need to be charging people £65 a week for online PT. If I actually build the platform and structure it, they can we can automate all these services. And not only does it make me more time efficient to, you know, tell vegans to fuck off and, you know, learn more or study or whatever, um, it also means that people don't have to pay me so much to, in essence, get the exact same service. Mm. So that, it, it kind of evolved. So it's like a, a one-year trip, I suppose. I went to Australia in October. We launched the academy in July the following year. So we're like, yes, less than a year from leaving the UK, we, we officially launched. Now we're um, technically as a business coming up to a year old because I was stupid enough to run it off an ABN in Australia. We turned up to our accountants. They're like, you idiots. <laughs> but we, uh, we never expected it to be that big. Sweet. Cool. Um, so with regards to like your clients and touching on them and people trying to get in shape and fitness, um, 
What do you think it is that general population find most difficult, and you know why do you think people fail? Uh, do you reckon it's like a no congruence with their end goal, end goal, or they're not motivated enough, or they're just overwhelmed with bullshit that's out there? I think bullshit, yes, overwhelmed certainly, and then I've got this notion that people are demotivated not because they lack motivation, but they just do fucking daft shit. And the reason being is that a lot of people are misled into a lot of things. Like, uh, imagine if we took, I, I fill a room full of people that want to get in better shape. I go, do you think it's possible to turn fat into muscle? The majority of them are going to say yes. So fundamentally, you know, these people, some of these people are smart people. You know, mm. they might be accountants. They might be fucking construction engineers. or You know, people with engineering master's degrees. And they think that fucking subcutaneous tissue can turn into strands that shorten to create a locomotion you know people are fucking stupid when it comes to that kind of stuff you know so there's a lack of education there so then where this lack of education is there's this kind of daftness surrounding obtaining their goals and people don't understand energy balance they don't understand the role of fat they don't understand you know moving more and eating less they've heard it but they think it can't be that simple mm. um so then i i kind of sit there and i go do you know what I'm not surprised you're demotivated. You just paid someone to remove carbohydrates from your life and you're wondering why you gained weight when you replaced yourself, every single food group with dense calories from fats. Oh, you're eating bacon and butter and you are wondering why it didn't work for you. To obtain gastric stretch, you needed to fucking eat 1,700 calories per meal, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm, I, they go, I'm demotivated. I go, I'm not surprised. Um, so I think it's probably a mixture of those things together. Mm. Do you think that's? Do you think that's where it is? Like you touched on there, you were saying, like it can't be that simple. Do you think there is to some people? It's just that disbelief that they're thinking it can't be that. It can't be energy in, energy out. You know, like um, the key to a, a solid relationship is fairly simple. Don't be a fucking knob to your partner. You know, quite simply, everything can fall into that category. You know, spending too much time with the lads, you being a knob. You know, neglecting your partner's needs, you being a fucking knob. Um, you know, spending too much time away, not doing your duties as the partner in the relationship, you're being a fucking knob. Now with exercise, like, you know, people are like, oh, it can't be that simple. Well, I'm afraid it, it, it is, mm -hmm. you know, the, the fact that you are, you know, pointing your finger out and pinching is only there through overconsumption of calories. Like people are like, oh no, it's my hormones. Fuck off. It's my thyroid issue. Okay. First of all, if you have a thyroid issue, that's, you know, fine, mm -hmm. but you're, if you're not medicated or you're currently in the process of determining the right medication, you are still over-consuming calories for your metabolism, although down-regulated through inadequate thyroid hormones. You know, so like um, people are just looking for, uh, you know, a scapegoat. Yeah. It can't be the fact that I have not addressed energy balance. Cool. Um, what what helps you stay motivated with your like exercise, uh, your jiu-jitsu and your training and stuff like that? What keeps you going? Um, when I was younger, I didn't get into fitness until I was about 21, 22. Um, I didn't really understand what the fuck I was doing. Then I went through a phase of loving weight training. Like, hypertrophy was the way for me. And I kind of got suckered into this uh, poor body image issue kind of ring where anabolic steroids, um, you know, gave up a lot of my social life, became a fucking plain chicken and broccoli wanker. And I realized at the end of it, seven, eight kilograms heavier 
traps popping out my head and people going, bro, you look, you're fucking massive. I wasn't any happier. <laughs> so I was like, if anything, I'm now more critical of my physique. I'm now, I've got less of a social life. A good friend of mine said to me, you only got in shape to bang hot birds and now you don't even go out. <laughs> I was like, Perfect. you know, fuck. Yeah. So then, um, uh, dare I say, I spent a bit of time doing CrossFit, which, um, Funnily enough, was a girl that I was seeing at the time that got me into it, and I fucking loved it. You know, I tried and I moved everything away uh, from aesthetic based into performance based, and I was probably happier doing my first muscle up than I was most other things in that year. And then uh, I kind of fell out of love with both again, where I was just, I was just bored. And uh, I took up jujitsu about a year ago, Brazilian jujitsu. And not only does it challenge my body, my mind. I lay in bed at night and I'm thinking about what I've learned. And you know, when you have an aha moment in fitness, you know, where something just makes sense. And you're like, ah, I get it. You know, whether it's like, you know, the nutrition side, gluconeogenesis, I get it, right? You know, so I have one of those every single day. But one of my uh, kind of favorite things at the moment is, I think it's very important as certain aspects of my life, I've been, I'm, I'm now being considered an expert in my field, that I'm a white belt and that I have a professor and that um, every single day I'm, I'm put into a room where, Today, for instance, I was the lowest grade in a group of 15 people. And, you know, uh, if I was in Sydney, because of that, I would still have to wipe up sweat off the mats. So irrespective of where I sit on a fucking plane, uh, I'll still have to wipe up sweat off the mats at the end of the session. So, um, you know, at the moment, I'm motivated because I, I want to get better every day. In the same way as a natural bodybuilder, but less narcissistic, uh, I turn up, um, I ask my professors questions, I remain curious about everything. And... There's nothing better than just play fighting with people for a fucking sport yeah. and choking the fuck out of people. Uh, obviously, you're not trying to hurt them or anything, but yeah. you remember as kids, me and my mates used to call it having a duff. I was just having mm. a duff. My mum's like, you two fighting? No, 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 yeah. we're having a duff. You know, I, I might have pushed him off the edge of the sofa, but he's still alive. Yeah. A couple of bruises, he'll be fine. That's and uh, I, I kind of feel like I've uh, reinv reinvigorated my inner child to go play fight every fucking day. Awesome. That's cool. <laughs> um... So what got you, um, so you were saying like you didn't get into fitness until you were uh, like in your 20s. Um, what, I mean, what kickstarted that, like the drive to get you into like, into it? Um, I was playing rugby from the ages of about 14. So I was playing rugby for about 10 years, give or take, um, before becoming a personal trainer. And I obviously wanted to play at the highest level I could. And everything was about rugby. And then I kind of, Oh, if you go to the gym, you'd be better at rugby. Oh, if you eat better, you'd be better at rugby. So it was all about that. Hmm. And then I was misled. I was the fucking bro split guy. I was the BCAAs guy. I was the L-carnitine, the glutamine, the Destroy, full of all this shit. And um, it took me probably a journey of about three, maybe four years before I um, started, you know, focusing more on the basics, less on the, on the complex parts. Instead of pyramid sets and undulating periodization i was like james just get some volume in enjoy your fucking sessions up your frequency and you know get some protein in and eat more vegetables and suddenly i was like holy fuck i'm playing better i'm looking better i'm mm -hmm. feeling better um and i was then the office keynote i was that guy who was like oh fuck yeah don't eat porridge carbs will kill you you know hey, we don't need carbohydrates they're a non-essential macronutrient i was that fucking bellow man <laughs> um and it was kind of when i was finishing up in recruitment everyone was like james go work in fitness i was like because of my passion they're like no nah, you just don't shut the fuck up about it so i didn't shut up about fitness who what better profession to go into than personal training um 
And, you know, I was thinking, I'll do it. Worst case scenario, tax evasion. Uh, no, I was joking. <laughs> um, but, but you know what I mean? Like, um, so for me, it was it, it was just something where I thought, same with every single fucking every other thing I've done in my life. Worst case scenario, I'll move back in with my parents. I love my parents as well, so it's, it's no biggie, you know? I'll become PT if it's dog shit. I'll move back in with my mum and dad. I'll go back into full-time work. You know, the James Smith Academy fucking flumped. So, oh, well, I'll just go back and move in with my mum and dad. Um, so I've always just had that kind of mindset that yeah. try anything, and if you don't like it, then stop doing it. I think it's safe to say that they can give away the spare room now, like the position that you're in. No, no, no. Always that safety net. Because <laughs> Clapham's near to Gatwick, my mum and dad's is near to Heathrow. Okay. So I like to have the options there, and Dylan will come round as well. Okay. There's this thing going on at the moment where if um, I go back to see my parents, my dad will come pick us up, and Dylan sits in the front seat with my dad, and I sit in the back seat. So you know he's part of the family now as well. Um, so uh, yeah, it's good to have it's good to have a base near both airports. Sweet, that's cool. Um, who do you look up to in the fitness industry? Like, do you know what? It's, I've got I've got mentors. I've got people, uh, a lot of people that I learned from. Hmm. But at the same time, I've only really discovered this in the last six months. There's actually no one I look up to or idolise. There's no one whose life I've really gone fuck. I want to be that person. Hmm. There were people in the past, but then, you know, I think I was just kind of kidding myself. So I think one of the reasons I've jumped into this space two-footed is because there's no one else in it. Mm. Um, And I like to think that, you know, laughs aside and banter aside and all that, that I could be opening the minds of personal trainers to, you know, aspire to live a life where it's not six-packs and, you know, fasted cardio and, um, you know, fuck, I'm below, I've got above 10% fat, where it's like, hey, why don't we be active, walk as much as we can, have your fucking cake and eat it, go out and get pissed, but, you know, if things get too crazy, maybe rein it back a bit, and actually become more lifestyle coaches, where, you know, obviously, at the top, the, top, the first thing is for people, we want them to be happy. Hmm. People think that we should be giving everyone six packs and to get them to live to 100, that's not what people want. People want to be happy, and they go, fuck, James Smith drinks every weekend, is active as fuck during the week, play fights with full-grown men, and skateboards everywhere. And now there are guys that message me, they're like, James, I'm, I'm 38, I've just bought my first skateboard, I walk further to work, I'm losing fat, and I still get pissed every weekend. And now the people that are in the fitness scenes go, oh, shouldn't be promoting drinking. Fuck off, I'm promoting happiness. Mm. This person's having a better quality of life because of it. Um, so it's a weird one for me to say, because this whole time in my career, there's never really been, oh, I'd love to have that lifestyle. And, you know, I, I fucking laugh so much when people go, you rip into Joe Wicks because you're jealous of him. I go, I haven't seen him go to Ibiza as many times as I have this summer. I haven't seen him do half the shit as I, as I have. And, like, you know, I truly feel that the, the kind of life that I'm living at the moment is, you know, obtainable by the people. Mm-hmm. So, if anything, I've unintentionally become a role model rather than looking up to one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just... Touching on the Joe Wicks sort of thing, it's not going to be like, oh, you know, let's slag him off. But um, you're right, it's, uh, I think it's just, you, you've said it before, it's like a different set of standards. He makes a decision every day. Well, he's finally sort of coming around, but he makes a decision to, your thing was keeping people from the truth with a method. You keep them at arm's length from the truth by saying, you know, this is the method you want. We're not going to tell you about this. And, you know, that's essentially what you were getting at. It's not like, um, 
it's not like a jealousy thing. It's just like, look, he's making this decision. There's other people out there making this decision to keep you from this vital nugget of information that is calories. And they're selling you a method, which is, you know, yeah, I completely get it. I mean, hats off to the guy. The guy has created, like, no one becomes a millionaire by accident. The guy's mm. conquered his space. Mm. Um, his work ethic is second to none. And I mean, I rip him on socials and stuff. But the guy, as I spoke about before, sent so many tweets before he monetized. Like, credit where credit's due. But yeah. if I could give him some business advice, whichever one again, be like, what, what kind of guy are you? He could integrate into his plans. Hey, guys, this is the fundamental of how everything works. Yeah. Put that to the side. This is how I'm going to dress it up. And he would retain a lot of his business that's now becoming my business. Yeah. Um, but I probably feel that it's potentially a little bit too little, too late with that. But, you know, at the end of the day, like you say, his method is fine. And oh, I've often said this. And, you know, if I see Joe, if he's walking down the street or skateboarding, I'll say these things. One, stop fucking using electric skateboard, mate. You're trying to promote fitness. You're telling people to jump around the front room like a fucking knob, but then use an electric skateboard. Like, what's the, what the fuck is the yeah. point in that? Two... Um, you know, I'd be like, one of two things, mate. You're either incredibly fucking smart or incredibly fucking stupid. And neither of those are acceptable when coming to having an influence on millions of people's lives. Mm. You know, you have the reach of several million across several platforms. With that reach, you know, put your bank slip to the fucking side for a second because it's obviously not that important because you don't fucking spend any of your money on anything apart from living at your home in fucking Richmond or wherever it is. So you don't care about that. So why not just help people? Because mm. I haven't seen obesity rates decline since his bank account has been going up. You know, um, he's in schools, cool, but he's getting them to jump around. They're still eating meat as a fucking sherbet and drinking a Dr Pepper. You know, paired up with Jamie Oliver, I don't really see standards improving. You know, you can do so much in a in a kid's school, but why not fucking go at the parents? Yeah. Trust me. You got the parents, educate the parents. Yeah. The parents can remain fat, but at least they can have a fucking influence on their kids. That's it. Perfect. You know? Um, and like you think uh, it sounds really basic, but the main things that we bang on about calories in, calories out, get your knee up, do whatever the fuck you like in the gym. Brilliant. And people are like, can't be that simple. All right, fine. Here's a fucking, here's a fucking protein target. Fuck off, you know? Um, and and the, the, the thing is that I've, I've got hundreds of his clients, his old ones. They're liberated. They mm. no longer feel like, and it's that I have the best decisions with them when they leave my academy. They're like, James, I'm no longer going to give you any more of my money because I don't need to. And I'm like, do you know what? Perfect. It's not a problem. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it's, and even with that, my lifestyle is fine doing that. I don't need to rope them back in with a fucking, oh, here's a book. Mm. So, oh, here's a, whatever. So I'm bringing out a dumbbell range. It's going to be in uh, <laughs> <laughs> an end of conversation. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so this is this one. My wife said, "Oh, you got to ask him this." So this is like a fan-based question. Um, she wants to know when your wooing of Katie Crew comes to fruition. Where where are you going to take her on? your first date she wanted to ask you you planned this out right you've planned tough this. question you I haven't, haven't actually oh mate you've got to make it's, it um, it, it's mostly banter but I'll tell you one thing she was the first person in the world to whatsapp me to wish me luck for my first jiu-jitsu con there you go it's a song. I don't know if that's love uh, Katie Crew's boyfriend if you're listening oh. I'm really sorry uh, Katie Crew if you're listening alright um, <laughs> it will never last <laughs> <laughs> alright 
I'm thinking she's North America. Yeah. She's in Canada. Yeah. Let's bring her out of there. Mm. You know, um, might bring her across the pond somewhere like Barcelona. You know, Sweet. go to a nice rooftop bar, have a couple of beers. You, you know, probably something there. Watch the sunset in Barcelona. You know, it says I'm formal, but I'm here to party. Ooh, la, la. You know, yeah. bring her. Yeah, bring her into the London. It's too much of the rat race. Take her to France. It's a bit. You know, mm. I think yeah, Barcelona. I'll, I'm going to screen record this element of this and I'm going to send it to her as well. Okay, perfect. Lure her in. Yeah. I mean, you know, you might not want to catch any fish, but you shouldn't not put your rod in the water, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of yours? No, I just made it up. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah, we'll coin that. Okay. Barcelona. All right, I'll, um, I'll tell her. My wife will be very interested in that response. Okay. So that's, um, we're just going to, I'm just going to fire at you some quick five questions like I do with all the people that come on yeah got to be the first thing that comes into your head real simple uh, favourite meal or snack uh, pizza favourite exercise you've got one to do for the rest of your days what's yeah, it going to be jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu. 100% jiu-jitsu uh, calorie maintenance what's yours currently uh, about 2500 calories to 3000 okay uh, if you weren't doing what you're doing now what would you be doing uh, probably a porn star. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> uh, what would I be doing? Um, do you know what? I actually, I actually really don't know. I actually have no idea where I'd be. If I got stripped of uh, being a personal trainer for whatever reasons, I don't know. Maybe maybe like a builder or something. I'm good at building stuff. Ikea furniture, never a problem. Okay. You know, pinning me down for a podcast, big problem. Putting together a bed without instructions, no problem. <laughs> Okay, and then last one, uh, best fitness tip. So someone's coming to you and they're like, James, aside from like joining the James Smith Academy, um, you're going to say, you know, this is what you want to start off with. You know, they've just joined a gym. What are you going to say to them? They want to get in shape. Um, best bit of advice. Pick, uh, whenever you look, or whatever you're doing as far as the strategy with your training, and your nutrition, be honest with yourself. Could I do this forever? If the answer is no, find another solution. Um, so we, there's something that I'd call, like, it's called the hot cold empathy gap, where we make short term irrational decisions without thinking about long term. Um, so a lot of the time when people will think getting up at 4 a.m. tomorrow to go for a run is a good idea. Shut up, dog. Um, it's only when they wake up at four they realize it's a bad idea. Same way with people's calories. They're like, 15% deficit, you'll lose this amount of fat. They go away, they do a 35% deficit. Two weeks in, they go, I'm fucking shattered and all I want is a pizza. And I'm like, listen, I gave you the sensible option, but you and your short-sighted lack of logic, stupid bullshit, you fucking made your deficit too big. The same with training. People go, I want to train five days a week. I want to do this for my calories. You're like, sit down, relax. Could you see yourself doing this for the rest of your life? Nah, we'll fucking do something different then. That'd be it. Perfect. That's it. Nailed it.